Hey folks, it's David. Just wanted to give you a heads up on this episode. We talk about medical care, taking care of yourself, being doctored by a doctor, or finding medical alternatives. So here's a little surprise. None of us are doctors. We are not doling out medical advice. In this episode, we're simply giving you permission to take responsibility for your own health. So that's our disclaimer. Here's Susan with our intro. Welcome to Permission to Win, a podcast asking life's most fundamental questions, like what is permission? Who needs my permission? And why are we talking about permission anyway? In each episode, your co-hosts explore different ways to say it's okay, discussing all the different permissions we need in our lives to do or not do the things that we do. Now, in case you think you need it, here's your permission to join David and Kim. Hi, David. Yes, Carrie. Hello. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome back. Is it another episode? Is it that time already? Has it been a week? Wait. Um, did I turn up on the wrong day? Oh, well, I hope not because we're both here on Zoom. Okay, good. We're, <laughs> I think we're in the right place. Well, cool. We're on different days, but on the same path. Is that a good idea? Is that a good way to say it? <laughs> getting closer, getting closer to the next day. Aren't, aren't we, Carrie? Or not we, you. I, I, am, I am getting closer faster than you, David, yes. <laughs> you, have, you have permission to be tomorrow. Okay. Because so tomorrow you... is another day. <laughs> anyway, so I had some decisions to make the other day. We were trying to decide whether I was going to visit my doctor and try to figure out a thing, or I had some advice from a friend, and I had to figure out what the what. <laughs> and the advice that was given to me was that I am in charge of my own body. I am responsible for my own body and those bodies that I'm responsible for. What do you think about that? I think you have a really smart friend. I would 100% agree with that. <laughs> so here's my friend. Please welcome. This is Leela Davis, a coworker, and I don't know, wannabe doctor? I don't think she was Wanna trying be. to be a doctor. No, no, no doctor. I think she's just trying to be healthy and she wants other people to be healthy. Exactly. Exactly. So <laughs> welcome, Leela. Thank you. Thank you for having me, David. So it's, it's good to know that somebody else in the world might actually want to listen to my ramblings. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've brought all of our hundreds of thousands of listeners here to, together to be able to share in these ideas and any feedback that they have, they can reach us at info at your permission to win.com. And we would love to have any of that positive or yes, positive feedback. <laughs> yeah, we don't want any negative feedback. You got that. You can keep it to yourself. <laughs> so Carrie, you said that you don't have a GP or what, what, how does that translate to us? General practitioner. Correct. I don't, I don't have a normal doctor. So I guess, and, and maybe this is somewhat of a thing or not thing. And I guess everyone, you know, kind of forms their own way in life. And for the last, I'm going to say decade plus, I don't 
actually go to a doctor. Well, I hope you're getting over that. <laughs> I'm not, David. <laughs> I'm not. Well, but I am in my own way. Got it. Good for you, Carrie. Thank you. Thank you, Leila. And Kim, you have made some decisions for your health, and we've discussed it several times on the show. So my husband and I are three years and 32 days today plant-based, and we actually have a plant-based doctor that is certified in, in lifestyle medicine, which has made a world of difference for us. Like we are so, we are so much more healthy now than we ever were before. Can I steal that line, Kim? Lifestyle, was it lifestyle doctor? Lifestyle medicine. Medicine, sorry. Yes. Can I steal that? I'm going to give that to my man because yes, I do have someone, David, but it's just not a regular doctor. But I like that line, Kim. I didn't make it up, Carrie. It's what they call it. <laughs> okay, good. Just, just to make sure you know I'm not that smart. That is not me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. Well, I too have a lifestyle doctor, but they give me prescriptions and shots and, and all those things. So I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum, not because of decisions or anything like that. We just haven't efforted finding alternative solutions all the time. But what I have learned... I have learned from my friend Leela and she, again, <laughs> I think she may be using all the people around her as her guinea pigs, uh, to, uh, busted. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. He's on to me. I can't do it anymore, <laughs> but just, and this goes to a, another vein of, of a previous episode of wishing people better. And it's just, you're, you're, there is no, I don't know negative to it. It's a, an encouragement to be responsible for yourself is what I always hear from Leela. And so it's just a matter of there is a level of responsibility that you have for your own self-awareness, your own being, your own, well, health, obviously, but to take it, you know, education, all these things that you need to do to research and find out what it is that you should be doing for yourself and those around you. I totally agree with that. So if you think about it, a lot of people just say, okay, I don't feel good. And then they go to their doctor and then they put all of their trust into this person who most times knows hardly anything about you other than statistics on page, which doesn't mean much. So I love how you put that, David, because you're taking on the responsibility that should be yours in the first place. And you don't have to just willy-nilly believe whatever somebody else says. It might be true what they're saying. It might be the best possible thing for you. And that's great if it is. But it's okay to question what all these other people are telling you to do because you know what's best for you. Or you may not know yet, but at least try to figure it out. And let me jump in here before somebody decides, you know, this cancer that I've got or, or this diabetes that I've got or this whatever it is that I've got – I'm just going to quit going to my doctor because these folks said that I shouldn't go. No, this is not what we are saying. We are not medical professionals. You should do what you research and determine in your own light. Don't do it because, because we know that we have our followers and our minions that we have out there just do what we say. So please don't just do what we say. We do not have minions. <laughs> <laughs> 
Dean. Oh, we don't. Oh, no, wait, I was excited about the minions. Hang on a second. <laughs> I, I'm like, oh, this is great. Oh, my God. We don't we have anyone bid. that does our bidding. Yes, we don't. Unfortunately, Carrie, I'm, I'm sorry. Got me excited for nothing. Okay. You know, I think the power behind choosing, though, is really important, is knowing your own self. And Leela, I would love for you to kind of speak to that, because if you don't know your body or you don't get to know it and don't take that responsibility, you really are subjected to whatever someone else does in a quick decision versus you know what you've been doing or going through or whatever that is. I think there's a huge thing to be said here. Absolutely. So my husband always says that he's my lab rat um, because I experiment <laughs> with my little health ideas and notions all the time. But at least he's taking his health into his own hands and he's becoming responsible for it. And I do the same thing. But if you just go and trust somebody else and you don't self-check yourself, then you're becoming somebody else's lab rat who doesn't know anything about you. At least be your own lab rat. You know, you, you know more about yourself. So take on that responsibility and become aware of your body and how it feels. Try different things. Do, do the research. That's the biggest part of it. You know, when I started off in this crazy journey that I'm on, I mean, years ago, I was the lab rat of the doctor because I didn't know any better. I never took on that responsibility. My story simply is that my husband was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. And he said, I want to take medicine. I said, all right, here we go. <laughs> Let's go down this journey together. And I started researching. And it took me all over the place. And I learned a lot. And I'm still learning a lot. And sometimes, and I, I'll admit, it's, it's overwhelming. There's so much information out there. But you have to just dial it back and just take one thing at a time. It goes back to that whole when you're in school and they teach you how to do experiments and hypothesis and all that. That stuff actually applies now. I understand it <laughs> because you try one thing and you see how it changes your body. And if it doesn't feel good, all right, take that one back and try something different. But at least be at least own it. I have to say, like in 2021, I was in intensive care with COVID. And I had no idea the changes that would happen in me from that. And one of those was it made my blood sugar go crazy. Wow. It, it caused me to be on insulin while I was in the hospital. It caused me, and I had never been. And I still almost two years later am still having to make sure all of those things that a diabetic has to do, I am now having to monitor all of that. And I am not on medicine either, but I have to monitor it around the clock. I have to make sure, you know, what I'm eating and what I'm, when I'm moving and like all of that stuff goes into it. But that was a very abrupt thing for me. Like I went from being just fine to having that happen. And I think that when you're talking about taking responsibility, if you don't take responsibility before something happens, you will get very motivated when something like that happens in a one moment to the next. I mean, that is a huge deal in in my world anyway. 
Absolutely. You know what, Kim, I would also say not only some people it might motivate, but fear also makes you sometimes make bad decisions instead of good decisions. And so if you don't already have the mentality that you own your own health and your own body and are responsible for those decisions, if you get into a situation where fear is now your motive, then that can make you make really bad decisions. Where if you already have the mindset that you have the power, the ability, and all the tools available to you to be able to figure out what you need to do for yourself, for your body. If you already have that mentality, then when something like that happens, like it did to you, Kim, then you can make better decisions. Or at least say, I want to look at all the possibilities, not just this one that's being presented to me in the scariest moment of my life. And not to bring up too much spicy, David, just so you know, I'm not trying to do too spicy here, but I will say there was. Oh, bring it on. <laughs> there were a couple of nurses in the ICU where I was that talked to me about being plant-based because I was already plant-based. I had already been doing some things to, to take responsibility, get healthy, do the things. And they were convinced as bad as I was, that's probably what kept me alive was that my body was prepared to, to handle that kind of a trauma versus waiting till the last minute. And then, then not having anything set up inside of me. Like I had had nutrition. I think I, a lot of times overweight people are starving to death. Like that's one of my opinions because I've been heavy my whole life and I think it's a nutrient problem. I think we don't get enough nutrition a lot of times and that's not a, you should be plant-based message. Let me just say that out loud. And that's not a, don't do this or don't do that. It's just, I agree with you, Leela, to take responsibility. 100%. Carrie, do you have any experiences? I do. Tell us all your deep, dark medical secrets. <laughs> I, I, I do have one, and it's nowhere near anywhere where Kim's been, but I, I did have a significant shift that that opened my eyes. And, and not myself, Layla, just so we're clear, I'm not the research person over here, but my husband is. So, I so you're the lab rat. Well, almost, yes, <laughs> yes, but, but thankfully not so much. So about, oh, don't even ask me, maybe about seven years ago, I was working at a really fast pace and I hit a wall and the wall was, I went to the GP because you hit that panic mode of something's going on and I don't know what it is. And I got diagnosed with, from the, from the doctor, I got diagnosed with the adult version of chickenpox, whatever that's called, I can't remember. Oh, shingles. That's it, yes. Yes. <laughs> so I was told not to go into the client offices and stay home and, and basically write it out. Like there was apparently nothing that you just needed to get well. So you need to rest, plenty of fluids. It was like having a cold. However, I didn't feel like I had a cold. And I remember the exact moment that it started. I was sitting in a conference and it felt like my I had a pool of water in my head and a dirty great big drop of water hit that pool hmm. and whoosh, everything changed. Wow. It was the weirdest feeling. And that's what, like, what was that? And then didn't feel good the next day, went to the GP, got diagnosed. 
about a week later when I was still home and needing to go back to the office, I was like, this, this isn't right. I went back and saw a different GP and got told I didn't have shingles all along. I had an acute ear infection. Those are very different uh, <laughs> A little bit. Results. Just a little bit, yes. So then I was sent to the ear specialist, went through the motions of all of that, to sit in their office and get to the conclusion of, guess what, you've got this, it's a, a tube dysfunction, and we can't do anything about it. And mind you, should I frame this in the respect of that I was on my side, on that, that side of the, the, the ear on that side, I would lay down to relieve the ill feeling. It felt like my gyroscope was out, like I was, I was dizzy, I was feeling sick, it was all really bizarre. So then my husband researched and he found a naturopath and said, I think you should give this a go. If they can't do anything for you, you can't live like this. I was, I was beside myself with, oh, my God, is this my life now? And I went to the naturopath. We tried a couple of methods and within probably about three or four weeks, I was back on my feet like it had never happened. So and this is my rebellion against medicine i i don't do a flu shot or anything like that because my whole my whole my whole basic philosophy of the flu shot is if you take the flu shot and you get the flu you'll only be sick for two weeks but if you don't take the flu shot and you get the flu you'll only be sick for 14 days is it okay to laugh at that because it's so true <laughs> Well, that was a joke. That was the whole idea. But it, I, I find it to be true. You know, I have I've never had a flu shot, but that's 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 the experience that I hear from other people. And we're not even going to go down the whole COVID vaccine discussion at all. I'm going to skip that and leave that to other people who enjoy lawsuits. And sorry, sorry for bringing up that that I had been in the hospital about that. I should have not said that probably. <laughs> no, but that, no, that's okay. I mean, you, you had COVID. I mean, that's, that's a thing, but I think what everybody has said is, you know, there's that moment when you feel like when you, when you turn to the professional logically it makes sense that you turn to the people who hang out a shingle, not, not your, not carry shingles, but um, hang, they hang out a they hang out a shingle and they and they say, I know what's wrong with people, and that's okay. I mean, any of these people that we're going to have that moniker, right? It's just a matter of you've got to decide which one you're going to listen to, how much you're going to just trust what they say, and move forward. You know what, David? was listening to Carrie's story and what I realized, I think what leads people like us down this path that we've gone down is carrying your situation. Somebody told you something and you know what you did? You said, I don't accept that as the solution. Yeah. And that's what you have to give yourself permission to say. It's okay for you to say, I don't accept that you just told me that they're are no solutions to this problem or that that is the only solution to this problem because we've all done that. I used to have night terrors 
as an adult, <laughs> not a child thing, as an adult. And it scared me. It was when I had my daughter and she was an infant. And I called uh, a sleep therapist or whatever those people are, probably saying that wrong. And I told them what was going on and I was scared. I was told by that sleep therapist, he gives me all the stats. Okay, this many children have it. And the people, the children that do have it, don't grow out of it. And it was some really small percentage, like 0.01% or something like that. And he said, congratulations, you're one of those people. I was like, that's it? That's all you got for me? It's just, this is something that you're stuck with? I was like, nope, I do not accept that. That cannot be the solution. And so I went, I took charge of my own health and I went down a path just like you did, Carrie, and just like you did, Kim, and found a solution. And I don't have night terrors anymore because I said, I don't accept that. I'm going to do my own research. Yeah, And that's what we've all done here. We're a rebellious lot. That's what we're saying. <laughs> <laughs> that's very true. That's exciting though, Leela, because mm -hmm. anytime someone can find a solution and be living proof. I'm, I'm stuck on the living proof phrase, just so you know. It's a good one. Living proof is something I look for. And in doctors and therapists and all of their defense, they are having people come through so quickly that they're required by whoever they're working with or for to move so many people through the office. And I think that they don't have an easy time either. Like, I just want to put that out there too, that we're not saying bad things about doctors and things. They go through a lot of training. They go through a lot of things to get where they're at. And it's rough being the one that has to practice because that's what doctors do is they practice medicine. They practice with little bits of information and, and those things. So I, I think just saying that out loud is important to me. We are grateful for the doctors who have done a lot of things for us. If it wasn't for doctors, I wouldn't be here. Like that, that is one of the things that I know during that time. But I also know I have taken responsibility before and after that incident to make sure that I'm working with and not against the doctor. And with them in the way of being responsible to give them information, because a lot of people go to the doctor and they're afraid of what the diagnosis is going to be. So they don't give the information necessary for them to truly help you. So I want to I want to put that little spicy in there just because I don't want anyone listening who is in the medical profession thinking we're dissing on all of them because I am certainly not. Kim, to what you just shared, we can recognise right now that there's four of us on this Zoom call that all have very different human bodies. If all four of us walked into any place looking for medical assistance, it, it isn't a one-size-fits-all because everybody's different. So to the whole purpose of this conversation is to recognise that as individuals, when we're ready, and, and maybe never, that's okay too. However, just know that, that the makeup of each human is completely different. Therefore, something that works for, you know, I'll, I'll just use some Aussie things here. Joe Blow walks in and he's going to get diagnosed with X and get given Y. Kerry Zar walks in, gets diagnosed with X and gets given Y. It doesn't mean you're going to get the same outcome. 
it's just it's it's actually almost impossible to actually get the same result from two different humans using that those categories and categoristics and in, in that that funnel kind of method in my opinion so what we're saying and this goes i feel like across the board somebody can shut me down wherever we go whether we go to a quote unquote medical doctor or we go to a nat, nat naturopath uh, say it again okay naturopath that they're both trying something. Mm -hmm. So you're still having to make your own decisions about what solution that they are providing that you're going to do. So you still need to do your own research, learn what you can about your body, your situation, know how your body reacts. Now, I will also jump back and say this. I'm not going to spend a lot of time researching if my arm has been severed and laying on the ground, I'm not going to spend a lot of time researching that. I might go just to the doctor and let them, you know, stitch it back on. Just that saying. That would be a good plan. <laughs> just saying. However, if things are not that quite, and we'll use the term emergent, then, yeah, you've got some time. You need to make some decisions about you. Leela, tell us about your yogurt experiment. You really want to go down this path, David? Very, very. Just show us the the head of the trail here. <laughs> the trail. Okay, I have to say this first. So, the body is an amazing thing, and I think we should all give credit to that. And that, like Carrie, you were saying that you knew the instant that something changed in your body. But did something change in that moment? Or did your body finally say, you know what, Carrie, you're not paying attention to me, something's wrong. And I'm going to give you a bigger clue that you need to make some changes. Hey, dummy. <laughs> exactly. No, I spot on. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So I think the, the message to all this is listen to those signs. Your body will continue to tell you if you don't listen to the subtle signs, it will give you bigger signs. And if you continue to not listen, then it's going to become catastrophic. But no matter what, when you get those signs, that's when you start doing your research. Unless, like David said, your, your arm is cut off. Okay. It's a different situation. But you know, maybe you should research why your arm got cut off. You know, did you walk up to a saw? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, but to answer David's question, I, um, my, like I said, I have this crazy journey I'm on and like, I'm always reading at least three books and I've never finished a single one of them. Maybe I do eventually, but it is really interesting to start to see the connections between all these different theories and health avenues, I guess you could say. But the most recent one that I'm on is uh, making my own yogurt. I don't know. I'm a big proponent. I never thought I would be the person to make my own yogurt. And my daughter is looking at me like I'm absolutely crazy and refuses to even <laughs> get anywhere near it. And that's okay. You know, one, one day I'll convince her. <laughs> I have a lifetime. For me, it has, it's going back to the fact that your entire body is connected. You know, when my daughter asked me this question yesterday, she said uh, she's only nine and she was kind of having a rough day yesterday. And I said, you know what? You've been eating more sugar. And she said, 
well, how does what I eat have to do with my behavior? And I was like, oh, <laughs> teaching moment. What a perfect question <laughs> to ask. Actually, it does. It has a connection. Every, I say your body is all connected. Everything that you do to it connects an, another part of your body or causes a reaction in another part of your body. And sugar is definitely one of those. We all know this. You don't need a doctor to tell you that if you have kids. If you give them candy, they're going to act like a fool. <laughs> so I had that moment to be able to describe that to her, which was great. And that's what, what the whole yogurt thing is about, is that after all this research, I'm finally realizing there's a lot of things that we don't know yet, avenues that people haven't really researched in depth, but they're starting to. And one of the big connections that people have already started to realize is that your gut actually is your immune system and it's connected to your brain and every other part of your body. Bacteria can be a good thing. Oh, I said that. Okay. So don't be afraid of bacteria. <laughs> I grow my own in my house. It's called yogurt. <laughs> so yeah, that's how I went down that journey. So I'm making my own yogurt. Yeah. It's, it's a process, but it's fun. It is like having a little a lab experiment in my house all the time. That's fantastic. Oh, my God, I'd love to live in your house. That would be so exciting. <laughs> you might regret that after a couple of days. <laughs> well, David, do you mind if I just take a second to go back and add to my story? Because I don't want my story to be misrepresented for anyone that's tuning in. No, we don't want to. We don't want to have any misrepresentations because we've never misrepresented anything we've talked about here Correct. on Mission to Win. Correct. But I do, I, do just, I do just want to add that. My specialist, my ear specialist, did say to me, yes, there was no solution and there was not, nothing they could do. However, they did give a tip, and the tip was to lower my salt diet. So that's what I did when I got home. I did. I cut, I, well, I'm telling you now, that was hard. Trying to cut out all salt <laughs> out of anything that comes out of a packet or a can is practically impossible, let me say that out loud. And then when I did that, of course, there's a ripple effect of cutting out all salt your body reacts to suddenly having no salt. So that's why we did seek an alternative because my body wasn't coping with no salt. So had to do something else. Another sign. My father-in-law had a, an episode years and years ago. And basically when he, after going to the emergency room and doing all the things, they determined that he was low on sodium. and that was the situation. He was drinking, you know, gallons of unsweetened tea. And so it was for whatever reason, that's what they attributed to, to this. And he just wasn't consuming enough sodium. So I think a sideline to what we've all discussed is this balance of what we put in, what we give out is as far as exercise and energy and things like that. There's got to be that balance. There's got to be an understanding of your body's balance is different than my body's balance. My particular body is a little top heavy. So that's just, I'll just leave that there. I'm very well proportioned. I am fluffy everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just short and stumpy. So I don't know. I don't know what that means. <laughs> my favorite new meme that I saw the other day was, I'm not fat. I'm just very, very easy to see. <laughs> That's great. I like that. 
<laughs> so what's our takeaways? What do we want our throngs of listeners to get from this? Final thought. It's okay to question what somebody has told you is the right thing to do for your body. It's okay to say, okay, I will take that into consideration and I will do my own research and do some self-checking. But I just want a quick fix, Leela. I mean, I don't know why I would waste any more time on my health after the doctor says, just shove this pill down my throat. Well, I guess I'll see where you are in a year. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> you might have the jackpot. You don't know. I mean, it works for some people. <laughs> Not for everybody. Well, David, my final thoughts are, and, and please edit this out, say no to drugs. Amen, sister. Woo. I think the danger of any quick fix is it impacts other parts of our bodies. So if you are having to take medicine, don't think we're saying to, to get off of it. But I am saying if you take anything into your body that's a quick fix, it will impact other things in your body. That is what I'm doing my best to avoid, just for the record, is to keep from having that slippery slope of, you know, that gateway drug, whichever one it is, whether it be something for diabetes or, or blood pressure or whatever it is. But you also have to have that transition time. So don't, don't just stop something and be dangerous. If you are going to do something different and take control, make sure you walk that out with someone and, and not just cut everything off cold turkey. I would like to say I don't need glasses anymore, but if I don't have my reading glasses, you all will have to hold the things across the room for me to see it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm doing my best. I'm eating more carrots. I'm doing some of the things to literally help my eyes. But until then, I still need my glasses. So I think that that's probably my last thought to David. Well, I will say what we want to leave everyone with is being deliberate. Whatever it is that you're going to do with your body, be deliberate. Don't just assume because you know what happens when you assume. And just, yeah, listen to what your body has to say. And email us at info at your permission to win com about all the little fun things that your body has told you because we'd love to hear them. I'm glad this go to your inbox. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't don't forward that, David. You can okay. keep that one. Thank you. Well, Leela, thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Leela. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to my antics. <laughs> thank you, Leila. Very very insightful. Mm -hmm. Well, from you all as well. I love to get different perspectives from different people. Hear hear the different stories. Makes us feel a little bit less crazy. Mm. <laughs> which is the whole reason we have this podcast either, either that or we're just all together and it makes it better <laughs> thanks for spending time with david and kim now it's your turn to explore permission in your world if you have any thoughts ideas or questions about the show please email info at your permission to win.com and although they don't need permission to produce new episodes, they sure would appreciate it. Your permission, in the form of a five-star rating and review, will help keep the show going. Until next time, here's your permission to win. Mm -hmm.